Hey everyone, it's Sarah from the Herald and Modcast and Jake Esso from the Herald and Modcast. How are you guys doing? We're live from Salem, Massachusetts. With James Lergio, who is the owner of an amazing shop here. Hi, I'm, I'm uh, James Lergio. I'm owner and operator of Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery, Salem's only monster museum, which is a cinematic wax museum. Life-size movie monsters made by Hollywood special effects people. They go from the 20s to now. Everything from Nosferatu to Freddy, Jason, zombies, aliens, werewolves, the whole nine yards. And you just saw it. What do you think? We love it. We live in LA. (laughs) The detailing and the specifics on each monster mold, it's incredible. Very very impressive. What was really interesting to me were these the little cards you have that have little tidbits from the movies. And what people don't know and what one of the things that's that we were just talking about was the actual origins of the uh, Michael Myers mask. Michael Myers, the uh, actor who happens to be here today signing autographs, Tony Morin, if anyone's in Salem to come down. Uh, That, the mask, tell us about the mask. So in the original movie, they they purchased a mask that they saw in a Halloween shop for $2.73 or something like that. And uh, they they obviously wanted to make it look different, but it was actually a uh, Captain Kirk mask. Um, And the same year, they released a Dr. Spock mask, of course, Leonard Nimoy and and, uh, and, uh, Captain Kirk. Uh, what they did was they, they changed the Captain Kirk mask, they combed his hair straight back, they ripped off the sideburns, and they painted it white. And, and that was the shape in the movie. And uh, I've been telling people this for years, and finally the fact is almost common knowledge among real horror fans and horror nerds out there. And, uh, and, and it's a very interesting thing, but it's like a lot of the facts in, in and interesting uh, little tidbits in, in uh, the museum. I know that a lot of people who come in who are fans of, of horror movies and adding to the, the viewing pleasure of folks as they go through the museum, it helps when we have um, something interesting for people to read as well. And sometimes people really read the whole thing and take, you know, like, what, 30, 35, 40 minutes. Sometimes people kind of breeze through. It's entirely dependent on what you'd like to do in your attention span. And, um, and But it's a, it's a fun tour either way. My favorite, i got to say, well, favorites, ones that stood out to me were Witches, the Angelica Houston, and then Legend, Tim Curry. Like, you don't see that. You see Jason, you see Freddy. Mm-hmm. You don't see Darkness from Legend. You don't see the Green Swamp Witch from Legend. Like, there's some very specific things that separate this from any sort of wax museum. It's not the atypical. Like, if you're a horror fan, you'll really appreciate it. And you'll want to read all this stuff. There's little information points that, how did you acquire this information? And sort of what made you decide to really go in and do this? So, well, um, I'll start at the beginning. It was I was a kid, and I went to this amazing home haunt. And a home haunt is a haunted house, but it's not professionally done, and uh, it's normally done by uh, someone who's very enthusiastic and a big horror fan, Halloween fan, and they decorate the yard. And it's usually done very, very uh, exquisitely. This particular yard was amazing. I was, I, I think I was maybe 10 or something like that, and going through this yard, I was blown away really, really taken aback. And even at 10, I could recognize the fact that the quality that I was looking at in this yard haunt was way better than I had ever seen. So my, uh, my instinct was to kind of get uh, really curious about it. My parents, who had always been very supportive um, of my 
strange interests. Uh, let me call this person after October. And I did, and, and he was nice enough to invite me into his house to see the crazy cool collection of stuff. He gave me contacts and phone numbers and, uh, you know, actual addresses at that point. <laughs> it was before the Internet. And, and I, I got to uh, do some really cool collecting. I would just save every bit of my paltry allowance for heads and strange things. And it went from collecting heads to, you know, uh, the severed heads and coffins, and eventually I, I did a haunted house. I had this collection of odd things. A friend of mine approached me and said, would you do a museum, like a horror museum, for my attraction? And I said, I, I would. And so I did that for three years. What was his attraction? Well, at the time, it was called Hallow Scream Park in Boston. It was at the Boston Bayside Expo Center, which eventually he ended up buying the, the Spooky World name and using Spooky World for two years. Yeah. And that was the third incarnation of Spooky World. It started in Bar- Berlin, then moved to Foxborough, then it was in Boston. Now it's in um, Salem, New Hampshire, I believe. Um, but, or Litchfield, New Hampshire, either one. Um, so that ended up being, um, you know, fun. I did the museum there for three years. And uh, someone, people kept on asking, do I have this on display year-round, this museum? And I said, no. But I know I should, you know. So is it year-round year in Salem now? It's year-round. It's been year-round. Um, I should say not, not necessarily year-round, but we're, on, we're open for nine months out of the year. We're open March through November. Yeah, and the quality of this, it really, so much of the stuff is just sort of touristy, money-suck, ticky-tacky stuff. Not and, this. And this, this is, is and The admission quality. price is really fair. So um, in the past seven years, we've, we've started the date. We've always been a date, even though we've added at least 20 characters to the museum in that entire time. So while the museum itself is continuing to expand within itself, I mean, we're not going to knock down walls anytime soon, um, we're going to keep it at $8, $8 because I think, I think people really enjoy the fact that it's relatively affordable. and It's very affordable. It uh, and, and, and you don't leave regretting. You don't. You well, know, you like, also feel like you got something, something incredible out of it. Yeah. And your staff knows what they're talking about, which I thought was really interesting. We walked in the... when we You walk in the door and you're very greeted friendly. by someone yes. who really knew his stuff and, and was talking to us and was really interested. Very, and uh, interested and passionate and knowledgeable and courteous. So, you know, all of those little things. You don't leave they, like, oh, man. No. Like, especially in these tourist and, and we're snobs. We go to a lot of places, and yeah. we are really critical. Yeah. So, sure, yeah, yeah, I, well, yeah. Kind of Honestly, I, you know what? I found when I was when I was coming into Salem, I realized a lot of the attractions were very much uh, the same as they were when I was a kid. I came here when I was ten, and some of them were not as great as when I was a kid. And I thought, oh, what happened to that? You know, why is it not as good now? Um, and I, and I found that, that as much money as, as they uh, tend to bring in during the month of October and the rest of the year, they really don't reinvest, and that's really sad. Now, there are, there are other museums that do. The, the beautiful historic attractions in, in town, like the House of Seven Gables and the Witch House, and the Peabody Essex Museum has a $14 million operating budget. It's a huge place. We, on the other hand, don't. And we have this, um, you know, as... As the owner, I've always been very specific about the monsters. It's my own personal collection. I started collecting them when I was very kid, very very young kid, and and they're my babies. And I want them to look as good as they can. 
You know, it feels like these are someone's babies, and like the little, the low, you know, the signage, the backlighting, it's all very nicely finished. I really appreciated the the sort of maze that it, you go through because it's it's not really a haunt, but it, it's, it feels like a haunt, and there ever and there's little things up on the walls, and oh, and it's logistically mapped out well yeah, too, so there isn't a lot of like a, a lot of backup with people no, walking through. Smart. It's incredibly Very smart. Good. I, I want to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come tomorrow. It's going to be really backed up. Well, we understand that. Yeah, I, I love the old school movie characters, yeah. and I, I wanted to hear a little bit more about that. Just there were so many little tidbits there that I hadn't heard about. The uh, like. Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. Talk about that stuff a little bit. Well, nothing makes me happier than than when someone comes into the museum who really doesn't know much about the earlier movies. And when I say earlier, I don't mean 80s. I mean, you know, you know, 20s through to to uh, the 50s, let's say. And and then they leave with 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 a little bit of an education with what came before. And I think it's very important to. Have, have that kind of background so you can appreciate what, what we've got now. It's a very different kind of horror atmosphere. Obviously, m- movies were made differently back in those days. Um, and a lot of people don't have the attention span to watch the old movies um, uh, because they move slower. They do. They do move the slower. Is slower. It's how they made movies then, and there's less effects. Exactly. And appreciating them, yeah, less cuts. I mean, today, of course, there's, there's not a movie that we watch without going about three seconds without an editing cut. Yes. And that's pretty formulaic. And then, but but it is, it's what they're doing is they are making sure we're paying attention and they're keeping up with the, with the movie industry now. Back in those days, you could spend a minute and a half, two minutes on one guy's monologue. And that's a very different way of, um, of watching a movie. And, and, you know, unfortunately, as a society, we've been trained to have this relatively short attention span. But but we can't do anything about that. So all we can do is kind of appreciate the movies for what they are and the historic value that they have. Happy Halloween.